This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus welcome to the man city show it's Nigel Rothman back in the chair and with me this week, three guests, one with a perfect voice for radio and the Man City Show podcast, Andy Connell. That's a good evening, Nigel. And someone with the, the best face, probably, for radio and the Man City podcast, that's Nick Goldstone. Good evening, thank you very and much. And someone who is slowly but surely becoming the Man City Show podcast, <laughs> but that is Lisa Rabinowitz, a magnificent performance last week. If yeah. I, if you, yeah. Andy, you were here? Absolutely, it was a joy to behold. Exactly, you're back with me this week, unfortunately. Oh, well. But thank you, Lisa, for stepping in last week, much appreciated. Good to have you back as well. Thank you. There is only one place to start, the legend that is Pablo Zabaleta. Who wants it? Nine years. And the word legend is used too loosely. But I don't think anybody would agree on the Man City show or anybody else would, would disagree. Pablo Zabaleta, a Manchester City legend at Goldstone. He, he, he is a Manchester City legend. He is undoubtedly a legend of the modern game. Um, 229 appearances. Got my little crib sheet. Nine goals. Player of the year 2012-13. Almost 800 tackles. 53 yellow cards, four reds, the battler, the warrior, man who's probably spilt more blood on the Etihad pitch than any other man and will remain part of the fabric and the DNA, literally, of the club for and many, many and, years. And it's great to see you wearing the headband with the blood on it in, in, in memory <laughs> of the late Pablo Zabaleta. No, that was an accident last night coming <laughs> home from the pub. Uh, Andy Connell, any, please add or anything to add. I want to hear. Well, it's we, hard we, to follow that. I mean, I don't have any stats at my disposal, but uh, <laughs> you know, for me, it's uh, he, he's the um, he's one of those players that I, th- I thought had disappeared from the modern game because of the way that the thing has gone on. You know, we import people, and, and it, I was the, the one thing I did look up. I couldn't remember when he actually came to the club. And the odd thing when I when I looked it up was he came, he was signed the day before Sheikh Mansour took over, before mm. the money came. Mm. And I think there's something in that that we needed all of the things that were levelled at the time, mercenaries and all these players coming for you know for the money and everything. We needed somebody. We needed a, a talisman who was absolutely not that. And he 
I, I never saw it coming, but for him to come and just be that, not so much the player that he was, but the, the man he was, the person he became. And the last one I can think of liked that. I'm going back, I'm way, way back now, but it was like, you know, you'd go into a derby, who did you want playing? Mike Doyle. Well, it's the name, it's the name on my lips Mike as well. Mike Doyle I mean, was exactly. the guy. And I don't remember since then there being something quite as, that had the energy that, that you know, you go into a derby now, who do you want playing? Zabba. That's who you want. And it's not what he did, because we know he won, you know, he's won the league twice, he's won cups, he's, he's won, you know, he's won it all, hasn't he, in, in the recent, recent times, but it's actually, it's the way that he's done it. You know, you Absolutely. don't have the players kissing the badge that they do and, mm. and the passion that he shows and so on. I thought you know. Well, I, I was just going to mention also his international uh, record. You've got that written that down as well. Worth, that is also worth a mention. Go on. Uh, Fifty-eight caps for Argentina. Played every minute of the the, uh, the World Cup campaign for them, losing in the final. Played every minute of their Copa America campaign and losing in the final. Um, How it, many cards? It, it, astonishing <laughs> an astonishing record as, you know to match any anyone in the modern game I think Lisa I know one of your favourites I know you, you love him to bits you'll miss him a lot won't you I think yes I shed a tear yeah I'm sure I'll shed some more tomorrow yeah. um, it's very sad but and I, I guess it, it's difficult because he's made it seems that he's made this decision he's decided not to stay probably because he's been told he's not going to be first choice um, but I guess it's better that he goes out on a relative high rather than because uh, I think he has been deteriorating <laughs> he's only 32 this is ridiculous um recently but I mean what you, you wouldn't as Andy said who else would you want in the derby him and company probably are the first two people you'd put on the team sheet and they came around the same time both brought in by Mark Hughes mm. um and you know, and basically, he considers himself a Mancunian. He considers his child a Mancunian. He, I think, we all consider him a Mancunian, and he's, uh, uh, he's, he's, and he's got a Mancunian accent even. I mean, what more can you add? That's one of my favourite bits. Yeah. Apart from you know the, the bookings <laughs> and the and the passion, I do like the well, the Argentinian Manchester accent yeah, that he's now developed, yeah. which is brilliant. When, when he first joined, I think we all thought he was a bit of a lunatic. Mm. Uh, he seemed very rash and actually I was quite interested to hear that he'd only have four red cards because <laughs> it just seemed like right when he first came it was like he was a, a, a disaster waiting to happen but he's just he's just turned into this he's so passionate about it I mean how yeah. can you fail to like a player who shows that level of passion for yeah. your team just I mean, you just can't. oh Sorry. yeah he sang whatever yeah. you want yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. but that clip tells you everything you need to yeah. know about him because it's a, you know it's a dreadful song but they're in the and everyone else is waiting t for the touch paper to ignite and it's him that does it it's him that has the energy to celebrate you know and you think that should that he should live around the corner you know it's but he's there the way I think he lives was, at, I think he lives at the Etihad actually doesn't yeah, he <laughs> down in the, underneath somewhere <laughs> like King Arthur that's the second time I had King Arthur on there no but um, he apparently he when he was at Espanyol he had that thing about being a at a second club in a city as well, didn't he? Mm -hmm. So he recognised that when he came, he was like, hang on a minute, noisy neighbours. I, I saw something today when you were saying he didn't like that. And it took, you know, that's a local thing. It, it, somehow, we never saw it coming that somebody could tr come from... Because who else has done that? You mentioned Mike, it's really, really interesting you should mention Mike Doyle, because that's the name that, you know, you and I both He's grew up on. For me. He's yeah. and, and who else between Mike Doyle I'm trying and to Pavel's, think. And, and I was trying to think as well. Are there, if you talk about legends, and I sort of started off by introducing him as legend, if you had to sort of come up with, you know, the five legends, if you like, mm. in, in your lifetime, Pablo Zabletta and Mike Doyle, and you may well have Aguero and Silver in there, I suspect. You'd no, have people to, on their merits on the pitch of what they how they performed. 
but in terms of just what they represented, they're yeah. the two. Which you would struggle to find more, I think. Talking legends, have you got any on the tip? Of your, maybe you've done some research, Nick, of you know city legends. Maybe you have another piece of paper that will help us understand city legends. No, seriously, any, any thoughts on the people who sort of really sort of lit your fire? Well, look, I, I mean, it's difficult because in the years before Zabba, the, it was a very different time and a legend at, um, at City was, was a different kind of a legend in those <laughs> days. Um, the the criteria were, were, were a bit different, really. And know, what I'd be fair in saying, you're talking about the Sean Goaters, aren't you, I suppose? The Goaters, the Dickoffs, the Weavers, exactly. you know, moments and you know glorious glory or glorious misery and disaster in the second and third tier of english football yeah. exactly other legends lisa that you can you can come up with within your lifetime company yeah yeah He's up there. easily if he god forbid announced he was leaving tomorrow i think mm. he would get probably an even stronger reaction than Zabaleta. i mean the list of those who are out of contract are, are, are it's quite a long list to be fair is, yeah. oh and, uh, I, I, sorry can i add i would put Torre in there as well would you yes very much We've kind of discussed him, haven't we, quite yeah. a lot in recent weeks. But, you know, listen, legends, we could debate that maybe another time, whether mm. he's a, you know, certainly a great servant and a great player. I'm not sure if I'm having him in the same category because of that sort of late... So we'll talk about it later, we'll talk about <laughs> it now. You know, that kind of... The thing about Torre is it's you know, it's the old birthday cake, and we know that wasn't him, it was his agent. But we also, though, when he... That season, we drifted in and out of games and was a little bit lazy, and you never got that from Zappa. So maybe you it's know? a different kind of legend, yeah. but I still think he deserves legend status. OK, but I think it's what Andy says. It's this, it's this stuff coming. It comes from the heart. Yeah, we're, we're it, talking it? two different things. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Yaya deserves, you know, in a different kind of a way, but an a absolutely incredible guy for the club. The, the goals, the driving forward, that the sort of hang dog hanging on in there in the last 15, 20 minutes of games and making things happen in his day. But you I, th- can't, I you think can't. we're talking. Okay. Di- we're talking different. We're legends going to have here. to yeah. categorise the legends. I think this is the Mick Doyle Award here. I think for, for, <laughs> for, for Zabba, this is the Mick Doyle type legend. And of course, you people are far too young to even remember Mick Doyle. Looking at these, I'm afraid young, so. Exactly, far far too young. Uh, so what? So I was going on to say l- this list of people who were sort of up and uh, out of contract. It's quite a long list. Why Zabba? Why aren't the others mentioned? Why is he? And, and when when the manager was sort of quizzed on this at the press conference today, it was very much you know let's get to the end of the season we will not discuss this until after Sunday's game then we'll consider it and yet Zabba it's already been announced so that's not entirely consistent so any thoughts on the other names and it's going to be a pretty big clear out isn't it what I thought it probably will be but I think the Zabaleta thing is so that he gets the send-off he deserves because of all the people on that list he's probably the one that the fans would most want to give that to but who knows I mean you know take your pick from the rest of them I don't know that they'll get rid of all I mean the ones that are out of contract I guess we'll leave but the rest of them who they may be wanting to remove I'm not sure how easy it will be to sell them all who are we going to sell Bonnie to we haven't even yeah how do you sell Bonnie really it sounds like a song sound like a song Andy I thought you were going to say how do you prob- how do you no, solve den- a problem denier. like Bond? You I know, think we, we, we write him off in some sort of accounting transaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says, no, it says is, our finance it, it does become a dilemma, though, when you look at who's... I, I was surprised to see who's still there. Mm. You know, the, the various names that, that haven't... Nasri is still, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a strange situation to well, be in. I think there's a lot of those guys who deserve significant recognition who may not end up actually getting it from the majority of the fans, but Nasri, cliche... You know, again, a, a bit of an unsung hero. You know, for most people, he's not going to be a guy that you're going to have parading down the streets, but a, an absolute rock 
in at, at the time when we won the title he was there he was doing it you know he deserves he deserves the uh, the recognition for that and he doesn't deserve to be sort of written off as a as a you know as as the guy from a few years ago who hasn't done much for a while in in my opinion i agree in, indeed all right well let's uh, let's look back at the the weekend and we've got sort of two cup finals to come as uh, as our manager described them today believe it or not so let, and the previous were a couple of cup finals as well apparently as we oh. i don't think we got to a cup final this year so and this we is, haven't this got is, an actual cup final no, exactly this is <laughs> this is our four cup finals that we've got to, to to look forward to so lisa looking back against leicester hadn't had a great record against them and we we sort of managed to win it wasn't our best performance certainly not our not a great second half performance no. but uh, we sort of ground out a win which is what we needed to do really because it's important now it's still in our hands and all that stuff but uh, yeah. your thoughts and reflections against the, on the Leicester game yeah the second half was dreadful and I think we were very lucky but again it, the the result was all that really mattered and I guess for a change we seemed to get a bit of luck although and I don't want to go into this in too much detail because I don't want to upset you but the referee was appalling and he was bad for both sides he I was thought. bad for both sides and I, I, I would agree with that and but we did get a bit of luck that we haven't had this season and that probably contributed to us coming away with a win. And awful in terms of, obviously, Sterling was offside and clearly he should have given the penalty to Leicester. Is that what you're referring to? Those two <laughs> terribles, is that what you mean? Um, no. Okay, I'm not going to pinpoint every single okay, so appalling decision he made. Oh, so, uh, what my point is, of course, yeah. what a brilliant spot to see the yeah. two kicks I, and, and what and, an and amazing the, spot to say that Sterling wasn't interfering I, and so on. So I, I agree. Great credit which, which to I, the referee. I agree, but why be so inconsistent? Like, why get these particularly bizarre decisions correct that most people wouldn't have really necessarily called him out for getting wrong? Get those ones right and get the really, really obviously easy ones completely wrong anyway we won't we won't dwell on that we got three points um but we cannot we cannot play like that again for the next two games because we were lucky i think we were very lucky i'm much happier talking about our legends this week than i am talking about that performance because i thought the second half frankly was shameful and if that was supposed to be one of our cup finals you know to we played well in the first half we got up um, a couple of goals at home and to even think about being in a position where we could have not won that game from being two goals up at home uh, was pretty appalling it's happened a lot to be fair Andy, and it's, it's happened, it's happened, it's happened it, a lot hasn't it this year is the it story of our season we were really. even saying this last week I was saying you know the, the traditional City fan if you, if you have a two goal lead you're thinking we can get a point out of this game that's, that's the <laughs> yeah. way you approach but quite honestly and let me just say first of all that you have taught me over the life of this podcast, I've been invited back and you, you've stressed to me and I now understand that we should admire and support the referee in his decision-making. And that was a perfect example of that game. I thought Bobby Madley deeply had a marvellous game, <laughs> made the right decisions on the big issues. It's a, some sarcasm in your voice, <laughs> Mr. <No>. Mr. Connolly. <laughs> no, do, I, do I detect some sarcasm in your voice? I, I think, honestly, I, if you were... Uh, if I were a Leicester fan, I'd be making a case for absolutely for the first one. And can you imagine if that win against us? That's similarly? what I'm saying. Yeah, if it was Vardy, we'd be, sitting, at it we'd and be sitting here saying, "Don't be ridiculous." Yeah, no, it honestly, was one that pick. Was, didn't do but, it deliberately. But I'm taking it because yeah, you know it's we've had enough. It evens out. It yeah. was a good spot on the second one. Willie was quick. Said no to the second one. Mm -hmm. He was. And other than that, I agree with everyone else. I thought we did the thing in the first half, which we're supposed to do: score early, control the game, which we were doing. It's that thing: one chance. A brilliant goal, by the way. 
But, you know, Otamendi falls over, which he did throughout the game. He did mm. a longer stud or something. He was slipping all over the place. But why Vinny, they, Vinny why, charged why in for something he was never going to get. Exactly. Well, thank thank you. God so, they did, though, because Mahrez might not have slipped at the penalty. Well, the, 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 the pitch yeah. was playing perfectly. Why do they have this thing of watering the pitch? It, well, it's it, a good question. It's a nonsense. It's been yeah. watered all week. Why do they do it, you know, at half-time? It's kind of, it's almost part of the drama of the game now. It's just it not is, necessary. It is. But I, I think there's uh, something we have to address. And, and Lisa, when we were just chatting earlier, mentioned that we need to talk about Kevin, which is the... the what what is going on with De Bruyne? Because their first goal, I think, came from him losing the ball in midfield very stupidly again, like a very poor pass. I think I'm well, sure I'll be corrected if that's not correct, but well, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it did. But you know, obviously, it didn't it immediately result in the goal, but it led to that passage of play. Then Nick will have the answer, I know, because he'll have done the, done the stats. But but <laughs> everybody talks about De Bruyne in the season, the number of assists he's had, the the accuracy of his Absolutely. passing. I think he's had a poor season. After we Saturday. all do. Anyone who's in games, exactly. That. He's, Nick, you he's, agree? Is the He's the, the he's a bit like the canary in the mine because when he's great he's brilliant mm. and when he's not he's bloody terrible and it's a bit you know everyone else most of the rest of the team are somewhere in between most of the time they're either pretty good or they or they're not very good but you know what happens to what happened to him in at half time yeah <laughs> because from the second that 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 we kicked off of the second half you could just see that he'd gone. And the rest yeah. of them had gone. It is weird though. It's like he—it's a turn of switch, and it's like he's come from somewhere that's never played football. He doesn't know the rules. It just looks like, and he's—you know the thing. You know what he reminds me of? I bet you could make a show reel of his the best things he's done this season. You watch Match of the Day, and they're all like, "Oh, I'd love to play in a team with this guy." And exactly. They're talking about all the you, positive things. If you made things, a two-minute show reel of his things he's done this season, you'd be—it would be outrageously good. But it, he's like the movie. You know, when you see the trailer for the movie with all the best jokes in it. Oh, the, so oh, the is, he, is he the canary or is he the movie? Because we need to get this right. Mm-hmm. He's a canary in a movie. He's a canary <laughs> in a movie. But you know, like, you'd have all the funny bits where the canary's telling jokes and you like it. <laughs> and then you watch the whole movie and the rest, there's no good bits. And he, he's exactly that. He's a bad trailer. And I know that's unfair because he's trying his damnedest. But it's a very good question. What happened? And I, the thing with Pep, I think he said... And he's interesting to me. He said the same thing in this game as he said about the second half of the Monaco game. He said we didn't know what to do with the lead. We didn't know whether to defend or to attack. And quite honestly, I, th- I think the same as I thought after Monaco. This time, it's like me playing a PlayStation. I can't defend. <laughs> There's no point me trying to defend because I can't do it. I can't sit on a on a lead. Unlike some teams can, Chelsea can. United can sit on a defeat. Yeah. But it's you know it's. Uh, you can't. We can't do that. We can't play like that. And to see us try is, is lamentable. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's. We're going to look forward to our next two cup finals, and then we're going to have a bit of a look back over the season as well as we get into that sort of time of year. But what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back straight after this. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk.
Welcome back. Let's look forward then to our final two cup finals of the season. We've got West Brom Tuesday this week at home, the last home game where we'll say farewell to Zabra and I guess a number of others that we don't know we're saying farewell to. Um, so thoughts ahead of that following our disappointing performance that we just described at, at Leicester? Well, it's, it's, in our, it's in our hands, as they say. It's in it? our hands and it's, it should us. be an absolute nailed on certainty. And just to we've be clear, got West Brom and we've got Watford. Just to be clear, sort of a, a win and a draw will guarantee if everybody else wins around. Sure. Just so everybody exactly. for, 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 we need four points from two games. So, but <laughs> typical City <laughs> general uh, Premier League etiquette dictates that you shouldn't really be celebrating a player when you've got to go out and win a game. You should be focusing, you know, we've got to focus on winning the game and nothing else matters and everything else we'll think about afterwards. So, you know, who knows? I think that if anything, they've got to win that game for Pablo Zabaleta because if they bugger it up and he's going to come on afterwards and do his his whole thing, then there should be a great atmosphere and it should be um, a celebration. But Lisa, Nick makes a good point. I remember really well the last game at, at Main Road mm-hmm. and all the hype and against uh, Southampton as it was and we lost 1-0. Yeah. Uh, a game that we should have watered, but it just wasn't, it didn't happen for us. Typical and, city. And, and, and <laughs> I can... You know, the emotion that we've all shown ourselves around the mics today will be, I think, really clearly felt at the Etihad uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Um, it, it could be a bit of a banana skin, couldn't it? Because we've got to win it. We've got to win it. We don't want to go to Watford needing a win, do we? Let's be honest. No. And then we might not be enough at Watford if we, d- if we lost tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think we absolutely have to win. But aside from the emotion and all the rest of it, I just don't think it will be that easy. West Brom did not make it easy for Chelsea the other night um, I know West Brom were at home but we will find it as difficult to get through them as Chelsea did And but Chelsea kept going kept going kept going and eventually brought on two subs and, and scored but um, we are going to have to do that and we are not very good at doing that mm. if, if, even if we perform for 45 minutes first half and don't score a goal our usual is to just then not even bother for the second half and actually my concern is that West Brom will you know get a corner or two and we won't defend it very well and so we've really got to we have got to go at them and I would I would play Aguero and Jesus together my father will love me for saying that because that's what he thinks too and um and I would drop Kevin big call big call yeah I, I wish it wasn't West Brom, honestly. Because really Pulis do. is no mug, isn't it? No, he well, hates you us. know, th- this is the thing. If there's a team, all right, all of the teams that, that the three teams that are interested have to play have nothing to play for. There's only the three of us who have anything to play for now. And of all the teams that had nothing to play for, I don't want it to be West Brom because, mm. like, exactly as you say, Pulis, you don't want that. It's like last season, Barney Roney, who I don't know if you read, but he's very in the Guardian, he, he quoted, they were in exactly the same situation they are now, the eighth or ninth, and he said, uh, they were coming up to some game that had nothing to play for. And he said, if, if Pulis is on a beach, if you're thinking that Pulis is on a beach, the beach he's on is Omaha Beach in 1944. Because <laughs> he doesn't relax. He, he doesn't let it go. He will still be he's trying. He's got legal bills to pay for out, out of his bonus, hasn't he? So. Well, you know, there's Alleged, no way. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. But he's also Not got allegedly. a particular <laughs> hatred for Manchester City, I think, as well. We don't like him very much. And either. what do we love the most? Corners. You know, mm. what do they do? What is their main thing? Corners. What What do we love defending? Well, and the st- stats this week oh. showed 
West Brom are the most successful at scoring from corners. That's what I mean. And it's, we are the least successful. That's all they, they're, they're, their whole game is it. trying to win a corner. Must yeah, not give away any is, corners tomorrow. Let, Attack and don't give away corners. Nick. Lest we forget, Sergio Aguero may not still be at the club next year. Mm. Mm. If he does not appear tomorrow night and he does not appear again for the club, I think that would be an absolute travesty. Particularly with all the fuss that's made, made of, of Pablo, you mean? Because he deserves a similar send-off? Well, because clearly mean? he deserves everything and, um, and more. Yeah. But, I mean, apart from anything else, I think he should play. Whether it's for De Bruyne, whether it's for Sterling, Sterling. Uh, I think undoubtedly I would play him and uh, Jesus. Yeah. But if he doesn't, then we could be looking at a situation, and you can, you can argue whether it's important or not, that he's not he's not going to appear in the last game, and he's not be, and he'll and he'll be gone in the summer. And, and you play possibly. you play play Pablo from the start as well, do you? Or do you, you bring him on for a ten minute cameo? No, bring, him or, on, bring him on. Yeah, I, it, I when think we're he's winning played. Re- I think he's played reasonably well recently. I don't think uh, if he's lost a little bit um, athletically, he's not lost anything up in his up in his head. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to play the game. And he knows where he should be. And I think he's still a very decent um, player, actually. But yeah, I mean, yeah I whether he comes the, on or I guess the problem is if he doesn't start him and it's one nil mm. and eighty minutes, you know, do you bring him on at that we point? We need to build a Probably cushion for Zabba. That's what we need. Yeah, to do. so yeah. we need to build be five nil up with sixty <laughs> minutes on yeah. the clock and yeah. only comes a half an hour. I mean, I'm not asking much. Dream, am I? dream on, Lisa. Yeah. That on. is that is the dilemma, isn't it, in terms of the professionalism of it? it because it, it, it's apparently now all about him and the club is making it all about him. But if he doesn't, you know, then yeah. he might not play. I was yeah. glad that they'd announced it because it's good that we know. But at the same time, I was a bit concerned about the effects it would have on the match. But yeah. well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then Watford finally sort of uh, before we have our mini review of the season which we're going to do over the next week or so anyway we can sort of kick it off so Andy d- d- your thoughts about Watford oh, it, it depends what happens tomorrow of course doesn't it it clearly. does and I think that's the whole thing you know tomorrow is the one for me Watford if, it's, if we still need to win let's just win that's all you can do I don't think there's any great tactical thing other than go out and win the game well I think the only thing you can say about it is that if we if results don't go our way tomorrow then for people wanting a bit of excitement out of the season, which for various uh, reasons we've not had a lot of yet, that could be an absolutely stonking last game of the season, mm-hmm. uh, for better or for worse. But it could be a real not good for the real nerves. battle. Not good for the nerves. I'd rather have it all done and dusted. But this is the thing, isn't it? And this is this. I think is why you follow City because every season, look at the teams. There's nothing to play for now. It's been it's been a kind of not much of a season. Three teams left: the one above us, the one below us, and us. Mm. As always, there's drama. There's always, you know, it, it's just the the thing about sport. Football is narrative, isn't it? And there's no more narrative arc of a team than City. you just watch them and you no idea what's going to happen. But right to the end, it's going to go to the last game. It, it and you want Zabba scoring the winner next exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> some, some stupidness will happen. You know, Can I just throw on the table, talking of stats, and, and thank you, Nick, again for providing yours. As we all know, and I want it sort of on the record and on, on the tape, that it's now four seasons on the trot that we've ended up higher than the team from just outside Manchester. So no, the last that. time that happened was in the 1970s. Really? Yeah. No. So, you know, it just shows that you know Manchester is blue, ladies and gentlemen. Manchester <laughs> is blue, Lisa. It may very well be, but I couldn't care less if we end up finishing first. I, would, I mean, like it's exactly. really not that True. important. And, and I, I know, obviously, we all want to finish above United, but 
who's laughing mm. if they end up winning the Europa League and we finish fifth big deal mm. no they're going to lose in the final which is what we all want let them get there and then lose in the final mm-hmm. week and they end up sixth and we we qualify in third place and so all, yeah. all is rosy in the garden you heard it here first on the Man City show um, let, let, listen let's spend the last few minutes just looking back then at, the, at this interesting season Andy just Pep's first season came with a huge reputation started off came out like a, we won our first 10 games and it was all yeah, we're going to walk in suddenly we're kind of hoping we're going to get a point at Watford on the last game and didn't I can't win any lie. silver I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it <laughs> I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it it's, it's been a roller coaster, you know in a way that a lot of the season hasn't been you know and you think of throw in a few ridiculously exciting European games and a few ridiculously exciting top end league games I think it's just been yes all right there are things to fix we know he's going to address them the the only thing in my mind the only thing that slightly uh, has been disappointing I think is when we looked at the first 10 games and this whole idea of oh Kolarov's Kolarov's in goal now it seems like somebody's (laughs) over there you know you didn't know what was and it was like whoa total football you know we've arrived this is total football and then we're ending it a little bit. I think you said something. We, we're getting a bit Pellegrini-like now. It's starting to be the same shape. You know, you know the team that's going to be there. And, and that second, that, the, the second half of the Leicester game, I thought, was so Pellegrini in its lack of something. You know, and it was... If there's anything you need to address, I think somehow we need to keep what was exciting about those 10 games. And, you know, honestly, for me, where it went wrong was, was Celtic. When a team came and actually chased us and had the temerity to not let us play... And I think that told everyone else what to do. But that was uh, one of those great games as well, it was, wasn't it? Was it? Fabulous. It's one of the games yeah, you referred to. Uh, right? Absolutely. But yeah. that, I think that was where it unraveled because they showed the blueprint of how you beat us. But if someone would have said to you, Nick, you know, when, when he arrived, Pellegrini, I keep doing Pellegrini. Uh, <laughs> I always do that. No, when, when Guardiola arrived, that the heart would have gone and you'd end up with Navas playing at fullback and Fernandinho playing at fullback and all this tweaking that he's done and so on. Did, did, would, you have, would you have sort of guessed that? Would you, would you have thought we'd end up with the season that we just had? Well, look, when I saw the first uh, team sheet of the season with collar off at centre-back and the full-backs playing in midfield I said something along the lines of if someone down the pub had suggested that you'd think he was completely mad mm. um, I think Guardiola in personally in private will be desperately disappointed with the season um, and look I'm not going to do an Arsenal and say that we want to get rid of him and it's been a total disaster because obviously you know it 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 it, it hasn't been but I think there's a bit more to be disappointed about than there is to be greatly excited and, and happy about for now. Um, I th- we've, we've improved. You know, we've stopped the whole nonsense of passing it around our, our penalty area and handing, handing lots of um, goals to the opposition, which, which we did for most of the first half of the season. Uh, we've got a bit more of a, of a shape. I think he knows a bit more about um, who he wants in the team and where um, but still there have been so many games that we should have won that we didn't for various reasons um, that he'll be, he'll be disappointed and I'm a bit disappointed Is that a face of disappointment Lisa generally although I know and I will remind our <laughs> listeners that you were the one person that said Do you know what we may not finish top four you said it right at, at, at almost 12 months ago to be fair to you and, and it's kind of kind of 
come out the way you you predicted to be yeah. fair to you so i'm not i'm not disappointed um or surprised i mean th- there have been a couple of times when i think there have been there has been an opportunity there that i hadn't expected there to be that we could have made more of and done better than i anticipated but some of what we've some of the football we've seen this season has just been incredible like that first half against united at old trafford i and if that is a glimpse of what we can hope to see once he's had the full season behind him if he has if he you know he's got a lot to do this summer Mm. in terms of also him understanding the premier league because it feels to me like he hasn't really quite got to grips with it yet Mm. which sounds a bit worrying after an entire season but we've seemed to have muddled through anyway and if now he takes the next couple of months to get all the all his ducks in a row and the right people in the right positions then i am very optimistic about the future um but i think it all does depend on how he needs an answer to some of these questions he doesn't seem to be able to answer at the moment how do we break down these teams that put 10 men behind the ball because i want to play a certain way and i'm not going to change it well you might have to change it ever so slightly just Mm -hmm. to accommodate the fact the premier league is not the bundesliga or Mm. you know or the or the spanish league and and i just yeah it it I, I, I do think there's more to be um, optimistic about than, than not. And what are you, Nick, looking forward to most sort of next season? What, what is it that you're most excited about? Oh, blimey. A bit less of what we've had this year. Uh, what am I most excited <laughs> about? Not having a repeat of the first half of this year with all that nonsense at the back. Uh, getting ourselves a very good goalkeeper from somewhere. Um, and... Actually, I'm excited about Jesus and Aguero and maybe one or two other strikers. I would be desperately disappointed to see Aguero leave. I'd understand why if he did, but I'd be disappointed if he did. What most excites you, Andy? Looking uh, forward? I'll tell you what, I'm very excited about the, the uh, I only noticed recently, the last couple of games, that you know when the bar area is really busy <laughs> if you go to the food concession they have little <laughs> bottles of red wine no, no they do so yeah. you can get a, a red wine and a little it's marvellous I only found out three weeks ago that's so it. That's there's it. a whole season ahead for me of that <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely something Fantastic. to be excited Well, it, talking about getting excited, um, some of you may know I was on Blue Tuesday last week uh, with young Joe Doherty and uh, Peter Barnes was on there and he asked me to promote his 40th year anniversary game, which is the City Veterans, who he plays for, of course, against the celebrity team at Stockport County FC. Uh, and that is on Saturday, uh, the 20th, a three o'clock kickoff at Stockport County. Go and get uh, gone down there. And also, just very briefly, if you're at City Square at the game tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, against uh, West from uh, I will be there uh, on the stage reviewing the season and looking forward to the last two games and looking forward and all that sort of stuff so I'm delighted and privileged to be back at City Square so come and say hello on on uh, on, uh, on Tuesday against West Brom listen we are almost out of time a huge thanks to uh, my three guests to uh, the lady who is now the Man City Show podcast Lisa Rubinowitz to uh, Andy Connell and to Nick Goldstone it's good to see you work together I think it's the Aguero uh, Jesus I think it can work it can work it can work that's as long as I'm still here next season of course which is the big deal it could well be just Jesus on our own here I might be out of here and I may not even play tomorrow yeah what can you do sad listen great pleasure thank you all very much this is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening we'll talk to you all very soon this is a playback media production
To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.